0: Somebody, some people just don't need music, do they? That's right. <laughs> praise the Lord, everyone. Thank you for being here uh, this morning and uh, sharing in the joyous occasion uh, of the baptisms and uh, even more importantly, the worship and praise of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is always the most important reason that we meet. We're here to praise Him, to honor Him, to speak truth from His word, and, uh, and I pray that you're here to hear something from him. Now, if you uh, came here today and you said, well, I'm not gonna learn nothing here, uh, then you're not, not amen. amen. We need to come to church with an expectation and a longing, <laughs> we need to expect him to be here, to expect to feel his presence, and a longing to hear what he's gotta to say to us, amen? amen? That's what church should be about, that's what we all should be about, and, and he says us one thing, if you will seek me, you will find me, amen? That's our God, he's available to us. He wants to be available to us. And he wants us to to find him, to seek him with all of our hearts. So our friends, that that's what you're here for today. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to the book of Luke. I'm gonna have a kind of a lengthy scripture reading this morning, uh, Luke chapter one. <clears throat> I'm gonna read verses uh, 39 through uh, 56 and uh, we started a series actually last week uh, entitled God is at work around us. And I don't do many series, but the Lord impressed me as December came around. I was praying about what to preach in December and he impressed me to bring these messages and to use the what we call the Christmas story and able to show you and help us to understand from the word that he is at work all the time, amen. Amen. And he's not just at at work in a few places, he is at work everywhere, and he is not only at work everywhere, he's doing it sometimes at the same time because he's omnipresent. And we can't can't hardly fathom about that or understand that because we can't be in more than one place at one time, he can't. That's what part of the greatness of our God, and He's also omnipotent. He, He—that means that He can do anything, and when He says it, it's done. Amen. Amen. It may not be done right then, but when He says it, it's done. It may be two thousand years down, it's going to happen, yeah. just like He said. That is the God we serve. That is how great He is. And what a privilege it is for me and you, the, the, the sinful man, to be able to call upon one that holy. Amen. We are blessed, aren't we? Yeah. We are privileged and we're done that way because God wants it that way. I'm glad. Amen. And so let's go ahead and read this scripture right here. Luke chapter 1 beginning in 39. And Mary arose in those days, and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And, the, and she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And which is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy, and blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty and hath done to me great things And holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that feared him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm, he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the, the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has opened the servant Israel, in remembrance of his mercy. And he spake to our father, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. God, thank you for the reading of the word. Thank you for the truth of what we have read. And this, Lord, is the Christmas story. <coughs> this is what we celebrate in this festive time of year. And it's a shame, Lord, that so many of the world celebrate, but they don't know who and they don't know why. God help us to be a church that shows them the who and the why, so that they can celebrate for real this season of the birth of our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. <laughs> Last Sunday morning, uh, we began by uh, bringing the message about uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth, and Zacharias was in the temple, and he was doing the normal, routine things that he was supposed to do. He was serving the God, he was serving the Lord in the church or in the temple, and he was doing it and it was something he had done routinely, he was a faithful servant of God who was doing the things that he had been been called to do because of who he was, he did those things joyfully. And we brought out that those are the type of people oftentimes that God goes to, to use. He loves a people who are faithful to him and he will reveal himself to your faithfulness and show you more of who he is and what he has planned. And then we studied Sunday night, and some of you weren't here, uh, but uh, we studied Sunday night when the same angel, Gabriel, came to Mary and also spoke to her. And it was uh, it some time after he had spoken to Elizabeth, and, uh, and, and he came to her and told her this great, miraculous event that was fixing to take place in her young life and she questioned him. She, uh, she was found at awe, she was in awe that God would look down upon her and find favor upon her above all other women who could match the uh, what the Lord had laid out in his word that, would, uh, that, that, that Jesus Christ would come from. Amen, had to be the tribe, it had to be all that had to fit. She fit that mold, but he found her above all women and she rejoiced in that, she questioned it, but in the end, she said, whatever the Lord will do to me, I want him to do. It's, it's another sign of the faithfulness of who Mary was and, and how we need to be found faithful in all that we do. And we need to constantly, whether we know what's going on or not, stay faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Amen. scripture gives us a reason because he is faithful in all that he does. Amen. How many of you Amen. believe the Lord's gonna do everything he's saying Praise the Lord, we better believe it. Because the word is here for us to show us everything that's gonna happen. The things we see in this, this world now are a part of the plan of God, whether you can believe that or not. Now he's not willing that any should perish, he don't want people going to hell, He's entrusted the ambassadorship of his kingdom work to his people, that's us. Mm-hmm. And so we're supposed to be out shaking the bushes and knocking on doors and trying to get people to come to know Jesus Christ. That's what our work is. We're not gonna change the government. We're, that's his work. That's right. Amen? Amen. Amen. When, when Isaiah prophesied about Jesus Christ, you know what one of his prophecies was? The government shall be on his shoulders. Amen. Not mine, not yours. So quit worrying about the things that that you're not supposed to worry about and think about the things of God and give to God the due diligence that do Him because He is worthy. And He can save anybody, anytime. And when He does, He saves them to the uttermost. And that's what we need to see for people around us. We need to see people saved, amen. So now that Mary has committed herself, this is where this scripture comes in that I just read to you. Now the Lord wants to know, uh, wants us to know. Sometimes we need to be able to confirm what we've been shown by God. Now God honors faith; He expects us to be faithful. But if you remember, in an angel Gabriel's conversation to Mary when she began to question him. He brought up Elizabeth, her cousin, that he had visited months prior to that and she was with child. And so when Mary, as soon as Mary got, gave her commitment to Gabriel to for God that she would do anything God wanted to do, and the angel had assured her God can do anything he wants to do. He can make it happen, it, but he wants you to allow him to do those things in your own life, amen? What would have happened if Mary would have said, not me, you ain't using me. She had lost the blessing of the blessings of eternity. Amen. Amen. She had lost it. He had found somebody else. Have, it would have gone to happen, but he chose her, and she did say yes. And I'm glad that she did. But he don't mind if sometimes we confirm within our own hearts and minds what he has shown us. So since the angel had brought Elizabeth's name up, she was a cousin to Mary then Mary wanted to go and talk to Elizabeth to find out if everything she heard and everything Elizabeth had heard, would it all work? Did it come from the same person? Did it come from God? Was it of God? Now, the Lord, like I said, don't mind us doing that. Listen to me. We need to come together as a church body. Listen to me. And we need to confirm what the Lord has shown us and what the Lord has done in our lives. When we meet on Sunday night and we offer the the floor to people to get up and give a testimony, there's rarely anybody gets up and speaks. Did you know your testimony is a confirmation to another person as to what God has done In your life. It's a confirmation that he is still at work, that he is still working in your life, and that you see him at work. Amen. Amen. It's important that we do that. And so Mary went and she encountered Elizabeth. And when we do those things that are pleasing to God, when we do those things that he has revealed to us, then we we know that he, it's in his will. We know that he's at work. And, and so she went to Elizabeth and, and I love what the scripture says right here. She didn't wait to go to Elizabeth. She didn't wait and mull around in her own head. She didn't wait to talk herself out of committing herself to God. She had already done that. Now, a lot of times when you say, God has led me to do this, you we want to sit down, we want to pray about it, we want to think about it, we want to make sure it's His will. By the time we get through thinking about it, praying about it, and trying to figure out if that's God speaking to us or not, we don't even do it. Happens all the time. Happens all the time in the church. We need to understand and we need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ that we know when he speaks to us. That not only we know when he speaks to us, but we know that it's him that's speaking to us. Jesus said that's supposed to be that way. He said my sheep are supposed to know my voice or hear my voice and they are supposed to follow me when they hear it, amen? I'm not making that up, that's what the Lord said. And so Mary, was she went to see Elizabeth. She wanted to hear what happened to Elizabeth. The, the, the angel didn't really go into great detail. In other words, she didn't know that Zacharias was smoked. Hmm. Dumb, we couldn't even talk. Because he asked the wrong questions to the angel. And the angel had, uh, was given authority to make things happen. And I guarantee you, before this over, he gonna make a believer out of Zacharias. Because what the angel told him, he says, until you name him John, you ain't saying another word. And so Mary gets in there, and she, I, I don't know, I'm just kind of throwing this in. She goes by Zacharias, hey Zacharias, how you doing? He can't talk. Hmm, what's wrong with him? And she goes to Elizabeth. Elizabeth's six months pregnant. Amen? She's, uh. let me see, let me make sure I'm right on yeah, in the sixth month, it's verse twenty-six of that same chapter is when Gabriel went to uh, to talk to, to Mary. She's a six months pregnant, so she's showing. She's been shut up five months because she's ashamed because she's old. Amen? Amen. Now, how many of y'all in here women consider yourself old women? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> and husbands, don't raise a palm. <laughs> But if you consider yourself an old woman and all of a sudden the doctor tells you you're going to have a baby, what would you do? Yeah. And so this is what Elizabeth had encountered and she had hid herself, but God didn't punish her because she was carrying a seed of somebody that was very important to the work of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. He was gonna be a forerunner for Christ. Also prophesied way, way, way a long time ago. But none of these people realized that they were being a part of the prophecy and the angel was having to convince them these things that you read about, these things that you heard about, these things that Isaiah wrote, these things that Daniel wrote, these things that these prophets wrote, hundreds of years ago, this gonna to happen to you. Amen. Boy, that'd be a shock, wouldn't it? Amen. And it was, so Mary goes to her and she begins to speak to Elizabeth. Amen, beautiful, beautiful story. And the Bible says that as soon as she entered the house, and she uh, uh, that she had confronted Elizabeth, and when she began to, to speak, there's something that happened to Elizabeth that hadn't happened up until that point. The Bible says when she began to tell her her story about how she was gonna bear the, the, the child of God, the son of God, that that baby leaped in her womb. Now I know a lot of you mamas have had a baby kick in your belly if you've ever been pregnant. I slept close to my wife and her up against my back and them kids started kicking me before they was ever born. And ain't stopped, by the way. Now I'm just playing. But this baby didn't kick. This baby leaped. Woo! Can you imagine what she felt? But you know what? She didn't really pay any attention to it because when the baby leaped, something happened to Elizabeth that she was not expecting to happen to her. Glory to God. God's got a plan. He's got a method. He's got a way. And when he begins to use you, he wants to give you the power to carry on with what he's given you to do. He does that one way by filling you with the Holy Spirit until you can't hold anymore and you have the power to carry on with whatever he's told you to do. Amen. Amen. The angel had told her that John the Baptist, or John, was gonna, he wasn't called that then, John was gonna be born filled with the Holy Ghost. So when the Bible says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, so was that baby. That's what he was leaping about. I ain't sure it didn't happen to him (laughs) first. I get tickled when Carrie sings. She's a, y'all know who Tigger is? He's the bouncy little tiger that's on poo. When Carrie sings, she's the bouncy poo. Her tinker. You know why she bounces? Feel with the Holy Hallelujah! She's full of the Spirit. And she can't help herself. It's her form of worship. This baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, his mother, because the child was filled with the Holy Ghost. She was filled with the Holy Ghost, too. And immediately, you know what she did? She began to magnify God. Did you know your testimony ain't worth two cents if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you know why? Because you ain't saved. Amen. Amen. You believe that? You don't have to believe it, the Word says it. Amen. We gotta be led by the Spirit in order to even be called the child of God. You can't be led by what you don't have. Yeah. Elizabeth was filled with baptism of the Holy Ghost. And she spoke. listen to this. Y'all say, well, you sure are loud. Y'all heard her that day. The Bible made a comment about it. She spoke how? Oh, let me tell you what just happened to me. I just felt a tingle inside. I felt my baby jump. <sighs> no. She said it with a loud voice. I just got filled with the Spirit, she didn't say that, but she revealed it because of what she was beginning to say. All of a sudden, she didn't have any doubts that what Mary was telling her was true because the Holy Ghost had gotten into her and now she understood things that she couldn't understand prior to this visit. And she began to talk about Mary and tell her, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, and whence is this to me, that the mother of the Lord should come in? Talk to me. She didn't feel worthy to be in the presence of the mother of the Son of God. Amen. You know what? Something I see a lot that I don't like is pride Mm -hmm. and arrogance where somehow or another people think when God got me, he got something. (laughs) He didn't. (laughs) When you got God, you got something. He didn't get nothing. And that's what boggles our minds that he wants nothing and he wants to take them and love them and make something out of them. And we gotta let him do that. He hasn't called a single one of us to sit on a pew and do nothing. And a lot of people got this confused. Well, yeah, okay, I'll start cleaning up church and I'll clean I'll clean the bathroom and clean it, And by the way, you can do that if you want to. That ain't what he's talking about. He's talking about going out and witnessing and sharing with people what happened to you. What did the Lord do to you? He wants you to show them by the way you speak, and the way you live, and the works that you do, that I'm a child of God. And so Elizabeth was so excited, and she felt so unworthy. Yet she was already six months pregnant with John. Amen. And so, (laughs) it says, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, she says says it twice, the babe leaped in my womb. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Do you know what that means? There will, he, when he said there will be a performance of those things, she meant that what he said is gonna happen. Amen. Now all the people in this Christmas story that maybe should have bought, it may have been Mary, because Mary is fixing to go through a lot amen. to bear the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Amen, she's gonna go through a lot. Mm-hmm. And her future, although she believes God, the laws of man have made it so that she's to be stoned to death. Mm-hmm. <coughs> because either that or Joseph's gotta lie. Amen, yeah, yeah. but he didn't have to lie. God took care of him. You know why? Because the one who wrote the law was in her. He was not subject to that law yet. Now when he was born, he ain't gonna be, but not yet. So he protected her from everything and he used angels to do that. Now I wanna tell you something that we need to see here. The, uh, Jesus said, let everything be done at the mouth of two or three witnesses. <laughs> Matthew chapter eight, uh, uh, chapter uh, 18, uh, verse 16. I think that's where that's found in the Bible. And so here we have Zacharias, we have Mary, and we have Elizabeth that are all witnesses to a visit from an angel named Gabriel. God gave her and them the authority, gave them the witness to proclaim, and now it's accepted not only in the kingdom of man, but in the kingdom of God according to the law of God, that it is so. Amen. You know, a lot of the world don't believe that uh, Mary was a virgin when she had a baby. They said that ain't possible. what well, she thought. And the world still believes that today. A lot of them do. They even believe Jesus Christ had an adulterous or fornicated relationship with Mary Magdalene. You can read about it all you want to. And how sick and perverted are people. Satan is at work too, by the way. And so we need to get back to this. And so Mary began to magnify the Lord. She began to have a song. And that's something else. When you get saved, You're not supposed to look like an old fuddy-duddy that somebody took your favorite toy away from you. You're supposed to have your joy of the Lord on display. Your heart is supposed to sing. Amen. Amen. You know what? We got a man, that Brother Gene gets up here, every Sunday he's been begging for singers. He shouldn't have to beg. He ought to have to make an order, okay, I can't let all y'all sing today. That ain't happening. It needs to. Amen? Let me, care. For he hath regarded my low estate. For he, now listen to this. She talked about herself for just a minute, but our testimony is not just about ourselves. It's about him. And if, if you we're included in it, it's what he did to us for us, what he delivered us from. Amen. She was excited because the Lord decided to use her, and but then she focused strictly on the Lord. Listen to this. For he is mighty. you see that? He has done unto me great things, and holy is his name. It don't make no difference what I am, he's still holy. Listen to me. It don't make no difference who you are, he's still holy. It don't make no difference whether you believe in him or not, he's still God. It don't make no difference if you believe the word or not, it's still true. Amen. He he that's who he is. He's holy. And his his mercy is on them that fear him. And he she adds every generation to that, including ours today. There needs to be a fear. And a lot of people say, oh, that just means reverence. No, it don't. You better be afraid. Amen. Amen. When the Bible says it's a fearful thing to be put in the hands of the living God, there's a reason for that. Amen. And we better fear him for what he can do. He said, don't be afraid of the one who can destroy your body. That's what the Lord is talking He said, but be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul. Be afraid of that one. That's who God is. He's the one that's gonna have the, you think Satan's gonna send you to hell? No, he ain't. He's gonna tempt you to disobey God, and God will send you to hell because of your disobedience and your rejection of his son. Devil can't do it, he's gonna be down there too. I don't wanna be down there with him. Do you wanna be down there with him? Then we need to start living like we don't wanna be down there with him. It's time for the church to quit being carnal. It's time for the church to quit being fleshly. It's time for the church to quit being worldly and be the people of God who are called by a holy God, who are filled with the Holy Ghost with power, who believe in everything the Word says. And it's time that we stand on our holy faith and quit carrying into us a stinking world that don't want to hear it. Amen. Amen. He didn't tell us we'd be popular in the world, did he? He didn't. Matter of fact, He said, if we're honest and we follow him the way we're supposed to, they're going to come after us. You're seeing it happen now. Amen? Amen. Amen. It started off taking prayer out of the schools. It started off taking the Ten Commandments down. Then it started with COVID. Don't meet anymore. We'll put you in jail if you... They're coming. Amen. And what the problem is with the stinking government and politicians now is this. There's too many others that can vote. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're backing off. What's gonna happen when we're not the majority anymore? Right. When we become weak because our numbers begin to shrink because we're not doing what God's asked us to do. Yeah. They're not gonna care anymore. <laughs> Amen, I didn't mean to get started on that. I won't talk about him. And his mercy is on them that fear him. He has showed strength with his arms. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. I could preach on that right now, but I'm not. He has put down the mighty from their seats, and He has exalted those of low degree. You know why people wouldn't believe Mary? Because she was a nobody. You know why people didn't believe Peter, Paul, James, John, all the disciples? Because they were nobodies but they became somebody's. Yeah. on the day of Pentecost when the Lord filled them with the Holy Ghost. They became somebody. Mm-hmm. You say, well, really? You know why you're sitting here today? Mm-hmm. Because they became somebody. Right. Right. That wouldn't <laughs> let anybody scare them because they feared God more than they feared what any man could do to them. We need to get that kind of attitude. We need to get that kind of, of filling of the Holy Spirit. He has showed strength with his arm. He has put down the mighty from their seats. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. Amen. He's no respecter of persons. It don't make no difference how famous you are, how wealthy you are. That don't mean nothing to God. Amen. You know what means something to God? You, you, amen. Amen. He has helped the servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, to his seed forever. Listen to me, we serve a great God and the promise that he made to Abraham that in your seed all the nations will be blessed is still in progress now. Amen. The promise that he made to Eve in, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 Where he was talking to the serpent And he said that the woman's seed Amen So you might bruise his heel But he to bruise your head That promise is still in effect That prophecy is still in effect And as long as Jesus Christ is on his throne It's going to stay that way Until God tells him, son, it's enough. Go get my kids. Oh, glory. amen, Oh, oh, glory. Are you living for that day? Amen. The Apostle Paul says, when you see the day approaching, the end day, we're seeing it. In the days of Noah, Jesus taught, it's going to be like it was in the day of Noah. People are going to be marrying and giving in marriage and everything's going to look normal and then the end's going to come. And Jesus said, "That's what it's going to look like. Why come back? Are we seeing that today?" Because mm-hmm. men's hearts are on evil continually. So, what does He tell us to do? Grab a hold of it. Be faithful. Hold, hold on. And even more so as you see that day approaching. Now, every one of y'all, when I said, you think he's coming, soon?" And he says, then get to work. Get filled with the Spirit. You know, being filled with the Holy Ghost ain't a one-time thing. Amen? Because life drains the power out of us. The electricity goes <laughs> off and takes seats. The Lord's telling me, see, I can turn the juice off when I want to. <laughs> It drains just like that. And we need to plug in again. We need to get the power back on. We need to get filled with Jesus Christ. We need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And we need to have the power to continue living every day because we know He's coming back. And He said, do it even more when you know that time's coming is coming. God helps to be that way. God is at work and through this Christmas story he brought the one who can help us accomplish these very things in his name in his name is Jesus sweetest name I know fills my every longing and keeps me grumpy, gripping snarling as I go Uh -uh. keeps me singing that's what both of these women just got through doing. Amen. is singing praises <coughs> when they got filled with the Spirit. Amen. Would just stand? <coughs> it's going to be a time of invitation. These altars are open. I pray <laughs> that if you need strength from God, if you need a refilling from God, you'd come to these altars and get it. You can ask him for it, he can give it to you. If you have unforgiven sin in your life, would you come? Lay that sin at this altar, let him cover that up with his blood and make you holy and clean. Maybe you're here today and you're looking for a church home. We'd love to have you. God's added to this church wonderfully in the last just a couple months. He's here. He's with us. He's being praised here. Glorified here and honored here. Maybe you need to be saved. Maybe maybe you don't have what I've been describing here today. You have never recognized any power. There's a lot of people who are members of the churches that need to be saved, do y'all know that? Maybe you're here today and there's someone in this congregation that you have really got issues with. What would be a wonderful gesture than to take that person by the hand, go to the altar, pray for one another and say, I love you, and bury the hatchet. Get that nonsense out of God's house. We need to be healed, not just from disease. We need to be healed from within and our hearts changed. Who are you in the Lord? Who is He to you? Is He your Savior? Is He your Lord? Those are questions you need to ask yourself. And these altars are open just for you. so much for being here today. I love you. Uh, Y'all just don't forget to keep loving uh, Kelsey and Colton and and encourage them. Please don't go to them with any discouraging words. Go to them and encourage them so that they can follow Christ and and, and let them experience the joy of the Lord and grow in His grace and knowledge and not be hindered by stuff that don't make a difference. Amen. Amen. Uh, A reminder that tonight Uh, we're going to be having a different kind of celebration. We're still going to honor the Lord, but we're going to honor people of the church that the Lord uses, that the church has picked, that we honor them with with gifts on this time of year. So we're going to honor them tonight. So uh, I'm going to call upon the congregation when I get done with them to to y'all be able to stand up and tell them what you appreciate about them. And uh, and, and, uh, no negatives, all positives. Amen. Tell them how... Uh, how much you appreciate what each one of them do. And there's many others that we're not going uh, to give uh, some, uh, gifts to tonight that, are, that work. We, we need to, to uplift one another and compliment one another when we do work in the house of the Lord and for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to always be willing to encourage people that way. Thank you that are here. Uh, so many of you came for the baptism, and some of the visitors are here because Miss Grace graduated, and that's what they, these flowers are real, by the way. Amen. So they, they wanted to bring them to the church, and I know they don't look like Christmas flowers, but them things will be dead in a few days, and we want to enjoy their beauty the way the Lord gave them to us. So thank the family for, for bringing those up here today. We love you. If you'd like to come back tonight, we start our service at five o'clock. Uh, the choir will meet at 4 o'clock, so if you want to be a part of that Christmas musical, they told you it's simple. Even a caveman can do it, so so can you. So anyway, if you want to be a part of that, be here at 4 o'clock. I love you. Thank you for letting me <coughs> preach. Thank you for letting me be your preacher. God bless you all. I love you. Uh, uh, Brother Bobby, Michael, would you dismiss this place? Dear Father, can we thank you for this? wonderful day and thank you for the service we had thus far Lord and we thank you for those that have been baptized and uh, in good standing here and just to be with us <coughs> in our separate ways and bring us back tonight as, uh, and to enjoy the service that is meant for us and uh, go with us and be with us and we give you all the praise and love in your special name. Amen. 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 Amen.